are going to build a great border wall to stop illegal immigration, to stop the gangs and the violence, and to stop the drugs from pouring into our communities. Donald Trump at the Republican National Convention last night, closing out the convention with a speech that touched on all his favorite themes that he's campaigned on from the beginning, be it the wall, stopping illegal immigration, ripping up trade deals, bringing back American manufacturing jobs. Is it working? Is it leading to him gaining in support among American voters? Fran Coombs is with Rasmussen Reports, one of the top polling firms in America. We spoke to him last week, and at that point, Trump was up by seven points. The latest numbers came out yesterday. Fran Coombs joins me now. Fran, is it, uh, did the, the seven-point jump hold for Donald Trump? No, it didn't. But as I said to you guys last week, Brian, I mean, the thing to remember is this is a weekly snapshot. I mean, the only thing that we can concretely say about this race is that it's neck and neck and has been for weeks. Uh, I mean, we have two candidates with very high unfavorables. Uh, you've got to remember that there's a plus or minus three margin of error in this survey, too. So what looks like seven points could really be as close as four. What is one this week could be, again, could be four. Um, so neither candidate has had a breakaway moment. Uh, this particular survey that we just came out with this week was done before the last two nights of the convention, including Trump's speech. Uh, so, and that's also, it's, it's, believe it or not, it's, it's a little early for Americans to be paying attention to a presidential election. Oh, uh, well, uh, I mean, outside of political junkies like we have on talk radio and cable news channels, I, I completely understand. So, you know, after Labor Day, getting into October, then we'll see how these numbers break. Uh, the problem, again, Clint, uh, Hillary Clinton is a known commodity. Uh, it's difficult to imagine something that's going to happen or something voters are going to see in the next two or three months in which they have like a, you know, a light bulb moment when they go, wow, Hillary, the Hillary Clinton I never knew. Uh, I'm really going to support her. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by the uh, description of Trump that Donald Rumsfeld used when he described Trump as the, uh, the uh, unknown, or excuse me, the known unknown. Hillary Clinton is the known known. Trump, Trump is the known unknown. So if anybody can connect with voters or disconnect with voters in the next two or three months. I think it's pretty much up to Donald Trump. The uh, support for Trump, you've got it at 43-42 right now. So essentially a uh, a tie, as you right. say, statistical, statistical ties within the margin of error. But is Trump growing in support or is Hillary falling in support? Because she used to be much higher up. She's obviously come down, but is Trump growing at the same time as they come closer together? Well, I think you've got to look at the surveys again and who they ask. We have consistently asked likely voters. Other surveys have asked Americans or registered voters. When you see a survey of Americans, there's a lot of folks in there who aren't going to bother to vote. What, what's see, the voter participation know, rate? Uh, we just had an election and it jumped all the way up to 68 percent, which is quite high. It's normally, you know, low 60s. Is it similar for American presidential elections? Well, I think American presidential elections in recent years, I don't have the numbers right off the top of my head, but have been going down. People have not been enthusiastic about the candidates. Now, there was good turnout in 2008 because there was a lot of enthusiasm 
for Obama on the Democratic side, but not much enthusiasm for McCain on the Republican side. Okay. So Donald Trump, you think, is is has the potential for, for growth? Does Hillary Clinton have potential for growth if Donald well, Trump uh, slips I, up? I think not. And I think that's, I mean, I mean again, to me, the best analysis of the, this election that I've heard, Brian, was by Peggy Noonan in the Wall Street Journal about three or four months ago when she said only Donald Trump can beat Donald Trump. And I believe that's what this election is really going to turn on. It's not – people are not going to suddenly get excited about Hillary Clinton. Okay. Because she is the known, known quantity. She is the known, known quantity. And remember, other polling, including our own, shows that at least 50 percent of people in this country think she lied about Benghazi. Uh, even, even voters in her own party don't trust her honesty. So, I mean, again, you know, this is a candidate who's going in to an election in which 50 percent of likely U.S. voters think she's a liar. That, and that's not good. Now, you you polled uh, Republicans and Democrats saying, will you, you, you identify as a Republican or you identify as a Democrat? Who are right. you backing? And, and I find this fascinating. Trump has a slightly higher backing of Republicans. He's got 78 percent of Republicans saying they'll back him. Clinton has 76 percent of Democrats, but he's got 16 percent of Democratic voters saying, yeah, I'm going to back Trump. She only has 10 percent of Republicans. We keep hearing about an exodus from the Republican Party that doesn't look like it's actually happening. Right. Well, I think that's largely a media creation. It was kind of like the never Trump movement in the Republican Party. Every time you had a George Will or a Bill Kristol or some person like that, uh, I mean, look, I mean, what got the big focus in the last two or three days? Ted Cruz's speech. But basically every Republican and conservative that I've spoken with or emailed with, and that's a lot of them in the last 36 hours, basically has said Cruz is an ambitious loser. So in other words, Cruz is not any, does not represent any kind of sentiment in the Republican Party. What he does represent is sentiment in the Washington media, who basically can't stand Ted Cruz, but they like Ted Cruz now because he's, anti, uh, he's anti-Trump. So, you know, Republicans are coming home, uh, if for no other reason than they can't stand Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And so we're back to what we've discussed before, that people are voting against the other person more than they're voting for their candidate of choice. I think think there's a lot of truth to that. I do think that there is a core of support that Trump has and a core of support that Clinton has that like them and support them. I think Trump's core support is bigger than hers. Uh, but, you know, there also are a lot of voters in this country that will just vote for the person who has a D after their name or an R after their name, too. I, yeah, I mean, that's the same here. Uh, the certain parts of the country here, you're born with your uh, political affiliation the same way as you're born with your religion. And exactly. you're, not, you're not going to go away from it. You've got uh, 38% of independents backing Trump to 35 for Clinton. Uh, how big a, a faction are independents? We don't have that in our system here, and we we have a lot of swing voters. But I imagine independents are, for the most part, swing voters. Thirty-eight to thirty-five, you're still talking about twenty-seven percent of independents saying they don't know who they'll vote for. Is that a large group? Well, independents are a growing segment of the voter population in America. I think, in part, in large part, because. 
traditional Republicans, traditional Democrats don't identify with where their party has gone. Uh, some independent, for example, a, a lot of former Republicans that I've spoken with over the years don't like the strong religious conservative positions that most of the nominees, not Donald Trump, but most of the run nominees in recent years have felt compelled to uh, uh, to take because of the strength of religious conservatives in the in the formal Republican Party. Same thing. There's Democrats who think that their party has moved too far to the left. They're traditional kind of Harry Truman-like Democrats. Uh, Reagan blue-collar Democrats, if you will, uh, and they don't like the hard left positions of the leadership of the Democratic Party. Hence, an increase in the number of independents in this country. So that 27 percent of independents that you don't have backing either of the candidates, that's the people that are up for grabs right now and the people that could swing this election. Definitely. But remember, too, that the, you know these are candidates that are unpopular, period, so there are definitely voters in both of their parties who are going to go the other way. Uh, I mean, I think that's probably a bigger danger uh, for Democrats ultimately than, Dem- than uh, uh, for Republicans, because as I say, I mean, Hillary Clinton is the known known. Republicans have not have disliked Hillary Clinton for 20 plus years. OK, and that has not gotten any better over the years. So, I mean, you scratch any Republican and they would, you know, We'll practically vote for the Antichrist versus Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Fran, thanks for the time. Enjoy this beautiful Friday. Okay, thank you, Brian. Always a pleasure. Fran Coombs, he is with uh, Rasmussen Reports. If it's in the news, it's in their polls. You can check them out, rasmussenreports.com.